0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast. And uh, today I'm joined by our communications director, Kelly Smallden. Kelly, say hi to everybody.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Uh, This is your first time on the podcast, so welcome here. Thank you. And uh, let's start off by letting all of us from all of our locations get to know you a little bit better. So just start off giving us a bit of personal background and we'll go from there.
1: Uh, Sure. Um... I grew up in the United Brethren Church Uh, for most of my life. I live in Fort Erie, which everyone tells me is too much of a commute for working in St. Catharines, but I kind of love it there. Um, My education is not anything to do with ministry. I actually was a certified athletic therapist, and that was my schooling, but have found myself now working in communications in a church in the past have been really involved in youth ministry, camp ministry, that kind of thing. So, um, but always on a volunteer basis. And so coming here was the first time it was a staff ministry position.
0: Yeah, and your job here Uh, has evolved a little bit. So we'll get into that. But when you first made the leap to come on staff, you weren't formerly working in a church. no. So talk about that (laughs) that transition. How did you end up on staff here?
1: Um, I was in a job that I just needed to change. And it was actually a maternity leave coverage in family ministry uh, that uh, came up in 2017 uh, when Jade Bowie, uh, when she had her second child. um, So I covered for that. And um, yeah, it was about halfway through that mat leave that this communications role kind of became available. And we entered into a season of juggling both for a bit, which was challenging. It's, uh, uh, that was its own adventure. But <laughs> but now um, I've settled, I think, a little bit into this role and I'm loving it.
0: Yeah, you got into you got in the door through a mat leave and then lasted half a mat leave. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another example of just moving around in in the organization, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just tell us a little bit about what the communications director (laughs) does every day.
1: Um, Well, that's always a very hard question to answer because it kind of involves so many little moving parts. Um, It's not just one thing, which is part of why I love it. I never get bored. Um, But it is a lot of creative aspects, a lot of... um, yeah, like communicating and kind of the running joke in my job is that everything communicates. So <laughs> I find myself being pulled into a lot of different projects and a lot of different departments around here just because everyone has things that they want the people in our community to know about. So <laughs> I'm always doing new things and
0: yeah, it's Yeah, fun. yeah it would be, uh, I think, a uh, uh a non-static, I guess the word's dynamic. <laughs> a, a non-static part of our organization, mm-hmm. uh, just because of how critical a value it champions in the value of communications. Mm-hmm. Everyone will say that, you know, the difficulties in a relationship or a marriage or a family mm-hmm. uh, are, uh, you know, the primary difficulty is lack of communication, and every other difficulty is a function of lack of communication. Sure, so, yeah. uh, you know, communication certainly matters. When you, when you talk about our communications ministry around here, though, knowing that it kind of serves all facets of the church, what kinds of things does it actually include, like sure. at a practical level? I
1: mean, it can include some regular rhythm type things, which is like the weekly programs, uh, graphics that you see on the screen, social media accounts that we run, the website. Um, but then it can in, uh, involve promoting special events in unique and creative ways. Um, it can be print pieces that we use in an experience on a Sunday morning or inviting people to something. Um, this podcast, <laughs> um, even to signage that you see around any of our locations, like all of that kind of falls under the umbrella of communication. So that's why I never do the same thing <laughs> a couple days in a row.
0: And so when, when we're talking about all these different facets, what does the actual work of running the communications ministry involved like what what how does the process of all this stuff work um, there, again, we it's... show we show up on a sunday morning <laughs> and a greeter hands us a program a piece of print material mm-hmm. like just walk us through the the back logistics or how this all happens
1: um sometimes again it can vary <laughs> depending on what it what we're talking about specifically, but, um, it just usually starts with, um, department heads and, uh, staff that are in each of the areas of the church. Um, they come up with what they want to do, what their vision is for an upcoming season or an event. And, um, they'll let me know, and then we can sit down and determine what's the best way to, communicate this to the people in our community. And sometimes that's a program and we make sure those things get in there. Sometimes it's things being hosted from the stage. Sometimes it's just on the website. And a lot of it is the dance of figuring out what is the most effective way for any given thing to be communicated. And yeah, like I've said, it's never the same thing twice. And a lot of times it's a unique process. Yeah.
0: And a lot of the, a lot of, I think the preliminary work of your world is just the awareness level. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, sure. It's it's quite something, and I hope our members can appreciate, it, it's quite something for all of our ministries that are fostering a lifestyle of full devotion across all of our locations to make everybody aware of just what's happening.
1: For sure. and And some things are applicable to the Whole Southridge community, some things are more applicable to one location or one group of people. Like you think of student ministry, yeah, not everybody cares about that. I mean, they care, but they don't need to know all the details. Or when you think of location specific anchor cause things, we all like to hear about it, Mm -hmm. but the details are communicated. Yeah, and then some are
0: some are. A higher priority than others mm-hmm. so then that becomes an internal conversation not just of what to communicate but of how which yeah. modes of communication do we employ which do we give kind of the full court press you know which do we kind of rattle through behind the scenes or mm-hmm. in the back rooms a little bit and uh, I just know in observing and participating a little bit over the years that th- this process I guess my point to our members is that this process is way more work <laughs> and way more complexity of integrating all of this yeah. stuff than you might think. Part of what I would see as your job, part of it is the diplomacy of saying <laughs> no or redirecting ministry yeah. leaders' interests okay. in in, in other ways, because everyone's going to think that their world or yep. their issue is the most important thing on planet Southridge, and they're going <laughs> to want it communicated from the rooftops, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily, how, you know, especially in a season like we're in right now with fall kickoff and yep. ministry launch. I mean, everyone is wanting to promote and and communicate and make aware uh, of their ministry things, and that becomes kind of a challenge. It's a little,
1: bit, a little bit of a dance, a little bit of juggling, a little bit of bargaining with people Um, otherwise we would have hosting community life from a stage on Sunday morning be a half an hour long if we said everything that everybody wanted to say so there's a little bit of give and take and uh, yeah it's trying to balance all of that
0: yeah and sometimes because I know members will ask you know why didn't why wasn't that an announcement from the stage on a Sunday um you know part of this is a dance even in managing the the large scale public forums like that because like you said if you say too many things now you're saying nothing
1: yeah no one and no one so retains it the, if the, it's too
0: much yeah. the assumption and i hope our members are picking this up the assumption that more information would be better in those environments is not necessarily true no. you want to pick how strategic and how targeted you're going to be in those environments mm. so that what you are communicating can be uh, kind of received uh, with its yeah. full impact, as opposed to just drowning people with information in a in in a single environment like that.
1: And we don't always get it right, but <laughs> it's something that we strive for.
0: It's a it's a learning for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in your ministry area, um, who are some of the other people that participate? Or maybe more importantly, what are some of the other skill sets that your ministry area leverages?
1: Um, it, it, tends to be a little bit of a, a, mixture of some administrative stuff, like you said, with the juggling of all of the different areas of a three location church. Um, but then the other really huge part of it is just a lot of creativity. So, um, whether it's graphic design or set design, creative writing, photography, uh, a lot of those creative outlets are things that, that we use to communicate. And so people who have those gifts, um, I'm always seeking them out because <laughs> we can always use more of that.
0: Yeah. And so if you were a member listening and had some of those skill sets, or even some of the, some interest or passion to see our church communicating better with its mm-hmm. people, um, you know, how could they reach out to you? What kind of things could they do?
1: Um, like any of those things that I just mentioned, we're always looking for people to add to to those areas. Um, like when we're communicating via social media, for example. Uh, People who are at events uh, that have been set up with us as a photographer to capture some of those things because I physically can't be at everything. Um, That's just one example of things that we can use. Uh, Storytelling, so if someone is a creative writer and loves digging into those relational aspects with people, we have some set design going on this week with some volunteers, which is really exciting. Um, basically if anybody has any kind of creative gifting that they want Mm -hmm. to use, like we're open to that as well as people who are looking for some behind the scenes stuff where it's almost busy work, but stuff that has to get done when we're assembling something for an experience and we need things cut and assembled. Um, Those are all really important things that you might not have a lot of creative skill, but you want to be involved.
0: Yeah. The one thing I would add to that list, uh, in addition, you talked about uh, kind of creative writing or storytelling. It would be story finding or story sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, when, When we talk, especially I've talked with the location pastors or the leadership team about, you know, on our website or in... Uh, messages on Sundays or whatever, being able to tell more stories of people in our community, the biggest bottleneck many times is actually finding them and, and hearing about these amazing stories. I know at Easter, I think about the Neil Ridley story that Mm -hmm. we had of the forgiveness and it was just so amazing and powerful, but you know, Neil's probably not volunteering that to, to too many official communications people to, Mm -hmm. to turn it into a a video that we can produce for an Easter service. We've got to find that story. And so, in your circles, in your life group, or in a different ministry area that you're part of at your location, you know, if you're hearing of a great story of transformation or a great story of someone just, you know, really making courageous and, and cool faith decisions, you know, share that with somebody, share that mm-hmm. with a location pastor or share that directly with Kelly to, to get that story kind of in the pipeline, we like mm-hmm. to say, uh, in order for us to share it in a, in a broader way that's encouraging and inspiring to people.
1: And in addition to that, if someone approaches you and says, you have a great story, we'd love to share it, I think it could be an encouragement to people. Um, I would just encourage people to be open to that. We've had several stories that are amazing and we think could be really powerful to share with people. And for various reasons, those folks have declined, which is fine. There's often really valid reasons for it. But I think often we can discount our own story because we think it's not whatever it's not powerful enough or dramatic enough hmm. and and really <laughs> if we've approached you to to share your stories because we see something special in that and I would just encourage people to lean into that. Sometimes people are
0: trying to be overly humble. And if if we can appreciate that the the, the story that someone's seeing in your life is actually the story of God at work. This is way more about giving God glory than you taking credit or, or or attention seeking in that sense. So if you could get over the humility part (laughs) of it or the false humility part of it and uh, be part of the family that's sharing stories with one another, that would be great too.
1: And we always want to make, that process for anyone as comfortable as possible, whether it's, I don't want to be on video. Well, maybe we can do a print piece about your story or a social media profile. We can make it as comfortable as yeah. possible.
0: Um, now, I said earlier, you know, you, you quarterback this area of ministry that is so critical in a, in a church family's life because of the the importance of good communications. I want to talk a little bit about just the challenges of doing this. What, what would make the functions of your job the hardest?
1: Um, I mean, you already touched on one of them, which would be just the balancing, uh, giving everybody priority in what they're communicating, but also um, from the other end, just the fact that everybody communicates differently, right? So we can... I know even between the two of us, we share very different opinions on social media and and the positives and negatives really? of that. <laughs> Maybe that's an That's intense, a different podcast. That's a different yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, but there are people who, that's their primary form of communication and that's where they want to receive all their information and other people who want no part yeah. of it. So it's trying to find the ways that are going to effectively communicate to everyone while respecting that everyone has differences. And probably the third thing for me is that... Personally, my sense of humor is really dry and sarcastic. So it's finding ways to tone that down um, when communicating to people who might not receive it super well. And mm-hmm. just finding those ways to, you know, reach our whole community the best way possible and not alienate anyone or have anyone feel
0: left out. Yeah, I hope people can track with the complexity of this because you know, part, of, part of Kelly's work week is just the what what are we communicating, <laughs> right? And, and or, organizing and orchestrating all of that, then the how becomes a whole nother layer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, message sent isn't always message received. And like you said, mm-hmm. different people communicate through different modes. And uh, to figure out that dance of what and to whom and in what way, uh, it can get real complicated real fast. Add to that layer, you know, in a, in a family dynamic, Uh, we would always believe that healthy communication is Mm two-way. And so if you move past just the basic awareness of making people in our community aware of what the church and its ministries are doing, how have you found us kind of able to get people in our community or even our membership more involved in the communication process?
1: I mean, that is, it's an ongoing struggle, and I don't know if I have a great response for how we do it well, because just by the nature of a Sunday morning experience, there's a lot of us communicating to people, um, and it feels one way a lot of times, and it's you know, a band at the front and a speaker at the front, and we're announcing things from the front, and it does feel very one way sometimes, and um, I know we would always encourage any kind of response or feedback from people. We love it when people are engaged. Um, This is not to make another social media plug, but it's one of the things I love when, you know, I see people tagging us or um, commenting and writing a post about something that was really meaningful to them because it just, it feels like that feedback and whether it's positive or negative, it's great for us to know well you know that experience or that event or that program is you know changing someone's life and to hear the feedback and the stories of that whether it's in person uh, through a storytelling venue something you've posted uh, we love hearing about that Mm -hmm. and if there's ways to do more of it that'd be great
0: yeah i mean at a formal level we have a we have an email address Mm -hmm. feedback at southridgechurch.ca sometimes i'll receive those emails people will forward them to me um, I know that the life group system and our location pastors connectivity of life group leaders provides a feedback loop that's a little bit more conversational and organic. And sometimes lends to
1: more honesty if you want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that's a, a situation you feel more comfortable yeah. with.
0: Um, so, you know, there have been times where we've. Uh, solicited more formalized opinion in the terms of feedback, you know, surveys yep. and things like that. We just did the volunteer BCWI mm-hmm. process, very helpful. But uh, I, I would want our members to know that w- we do uh, we do realize that we are just skimming the surface at what it would look mm-hmm. like for a family to be able to be dialoguing back and forth in an ongoing way mm-hmm. and and cultivating that that full healthy two way communication. And so, you know, people had other ideas on how to facilitate that we'd certainly be curious.
1: And definitely to just make a blanket statement that we're always open to any of that feedback yeah. and response and Yeah.
0: Um and, and so beyond just providing awareness about, you know, programs and events and things in our church, how would you as a communications director see our communications ministry growing in the next season or so?
1: I mean, this is my dreaming big list, I guess. Um, I would love to see our our storytelling uh, program or initiative uh, keep growing and, and sharing some of the wonderful stories in our community because I know there are tons of them, um, and I think nothing really communicates as well as stories do. Um, so I would love to see that, that take off a little bit more. Um, I would love to see just an increased use of the gifts of people in our community and whether those are creative or otherwise um, I think that that just it makes it feel more like a family and it's not just me communicating my ideas in the way that I think is best it gives a bigger feel to that and more voices and I think that would be just wonderful
0: I was waiting for you to say, I can't wait to see pastors on social media more actively and well. just get a huge <laughs> amen from people like myself. So you, you didn't want to sneak that in?
1: I still want to work here tomorrow. Yeah, so. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, we'll cross that bridge later. Hey, one thing that we do want to talk about is uh, on this Labor Day weekend, as we prepare for another ministry launch season— Uh, is to talk specifically about this podcast, because Mm -hmm. this podcast was kind of launched back in January as a communications experiment, and uh, we've learned some things. And now, uh, starting next week, kind of want to relaunch this a little bit based on some two-way communication and some feedback that we've received. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, beginning at the beginning, and I know you weren't necessarily involved in the very start of the (laughs) launch of this, but what's been your sense Uh, Of the original vision of what this podcast was intended to do.
1: Well, like you said, there was it was a bit of an experiment, I think, at first, just to see if (laughs) if it would be something that people were interested in. Um, What we really wanted to do, I think, was take some of the the conversations that we have around here, the the kind of inner workings behind the scenes stuff, and share that with people because there are so many times, and I can relate to this even before I when I attended here but wasn't on staff. Like I had no idea of half of the things that were going on behind the scenes. And maybe that's just me not paying attention, but there were so many things my eyes were open to when I when I started working here. And so I think the podcast is a great opportunity um, just to share with people who may not have, that, have access to that inside information. Yeah. Um, and it also introduces everyone across all three of our locations to various different people who are involved in things and lets you put a name to something that you can you know, touch base with someone if you want more information or want to get involved with an area. Um, It just widens our circle as a community. Mm
0: -hmm. I, you know, in in my mind, knowing that as a leadership, we're always trying to figure out new and better ways to improve our communications. Mm -hmm. Uh, The idea of the podcast, other than just leveraging a a new technology that I myself had been involved in it a little bit uh, through the GLS. Mm -hmm. I know that we listened or we shared some of those uh, podcasts this summer. I hope people enjoyed those. But, you know, having this little bit of background and kind of dabbling in podcasts, the the person I was thinking about at first was my wife. Mm. Because often at the end of the day, you know, she'll say, oh, how'd it go today? Fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we sit down for supper and we're into you know navigating kids and and taxiing and all kinds of other stuff and it's not until i'm in an environment with you know maybe some other staff or often it happens at life group where people will ask me about the church and i'll start kind of downloading on them these internal conversations that we're having all the time and i look at my wife and she's just so inspired <laughs> and encouraged and like informed by yeah. these conversations that she's not even naturally being exposed to sure. And and it, it it's just awakened me over the years to the the gap between how many amazing conversations that are inspiring and informative and and, you know, really visionary that I get to sit around and be part of mm-hmm. that virtually no one else does. Yeah. And so the, for me, the, the the first layer, the first purpose of this podcast, and I've used the language of the campfire, was, to share the campfire that I get to sit around all the time with other people Mm -hmm. and expose people to the players and the hearts and the conversations that other, that, that, that I'm part of every day. And we have internally to people who otherwise wouldn't be, uh, frequently exposed Mm -hmm. to them so that they could be more informed so that they could be more in the loop so that they could be more inspired by that. And, uh, at first, that was kind of the, the level one or the 101 value for me for for the podcast was just to try to expose people to that. And uh, I know we made a decision at the beginning, or at least I made a decision at the beginning to uh, kind of share this exclusively with members. Do you want to talk a little bit about the thinking behind that or what what we were <laughs> shooting for? I know there was a bit of discussion around that.
1: I, I mean, I think some of it was based on the, this is just a little bit of a trial. Let's see how it goes before we widen the net. Um, and the thinking that most of the stuff that we were, we were covering in the podcast initially might not be of interest to anyone except members. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot of people, I think, unless you're a member here that want to listen to a podcast about our finances <laughs> um, or how we appoint elders, um, Maybe you do, and that's great. Um, but a lot of those things were kind of member specific, at least at the at the first go around yeah, of this,
0: or assumed to be members specific. Sure. I, I, in my mind, I thought there may not be that many people that are even interested in sitting around mm-hmm. this campfire, <laughs> and you know, part of me wanted to offer it. I know that we talk about membership around here and the membership commitment, and you know, mm-hmm. some people wonder why bother. So, I mean, kind of my secondary value was to try to provide a perk for being a member. Hey, you've made a commitment here. You want to be an insider. Mm-hmm. You want to be all into to what we're doing around here. And so to try to offer an increased experience of insider information or in the loop-ness uh, was a, a bit of a perk or a value that I was trying to provide. Mm-hmm. So with all that, um, I'm just wondering if you could provide from a communications perspective some basic data. I know we've been tracking this a little it's bit. A little bit. Um, so at this point, how many people listen to these things? We've had like 30-some-odd that we've done since the 1st yep. of January, released one every week. Who listens to these?
1: <laughs> uh, we don't have a ton of uh, data on who specifically is listening. Uh, we know it's mostly people listening on iTunes, so shout out to our Apple users oh, cool. out there. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, we get about, uh, it can vary depending on the topic, but between 150 and 200 listens to each episode. Um I don't know if you want to hear what our top three rankings Sure, just for are fun. For what, fun. What were our top three podcasts <laughs> I mean, so far? So far. And, of course, like people can go back and listen to them. So these are earlier ones that people have then gone back to. Um, but our episode number three, where uh, Mike Krause talked about our overall... Love Beyond Belief Philosophy, uh, back in January. Um, that's our number one podcast. which Not is...
0: surprising. How many views has that got or <laughs> listens has um, that it, got?
1: It's about 300, um, which is great because that's an attitude that we all want to live into. So having yeah. people dig deeper into that is great. Um, the next uh, most listened to is uh, our good friend, uh, Rick Zweers, talking about life groups and the importance of that kind of connection. And then the third most popular listen to podcast is about ministry services and finances and people wanting to know a little bit more about what our money does, where it goes. So it's a little bit all over the map of things we believe, things we do, how we, how we organize ourselves as a church. So it's kind of, I don't know. I love that.
0: (laughs) Very cool. So uh, a few months ago, uh, I had asked our members uh, for some feedback on the podcast, and I'll tell you, many of you, many of you, especially who are listeners to this, uh, engaged with responses. We, we got dozens and dozens of, of responses from, from people, and uh, just wanted to talk about some of the high-level feedback that seemed to be some themes that we've received. Uh, one of the most obvious comments I received and expected to receive was about the length uh, Kelly, we were shooting at first for a length of about 45 minutes. Uh, talk about the ideal length of a podcast <laughs> and the thinking behind that.
1: You're throwing a lot of very subjective things at me here. Um, podcasts in general, I think the average length is about 40 minutes. Um, and again, it's going to depend on how invested you are in a topic. I could listen to a podcast for an hour of something that I care about deeply and it feels like it's over in two seconds whereas a podcast that's 20 minutes about something that bores me to tears feels too long um i think we're gonna if i'm not mistaken we're gonna be shooting for a little bit shorter of a time uh going forward with these
0: yeah the the i guess this will be one of the changes that we'll launch into next year or, or next week rather you know some podcasts like you said they're an hour and a half Mm-hmm. And every time they're released, it's an hour and a half. And, it, and the point is to get people into the deeper, more sophisticated, complex, nuanced conversation. And so there's there's certainly value in that. At the same time, part of what I wrestled with is, you know, most people who are going to listen to this are going to listen to it on a drive to work or on a run. or And so it, it can't be too long. And I thought, you know, the difference between 20 minutes and an hour and a half is going to be somewhere in the 45 minutes. 40 to 45 minute range. Mm -hmm. Let's shoot for that. Um, I I would say the majority of the feedback was, was requesting shorter. So we're going to try to experiment with 30 to 35 minutes for a season and see if that Mm -hmm. improves the engagement of people. Um, uh, Another big theme was about content, and again, I've given some background to the initial thinking about the content, that it would expose people to the insider discussion of the internal campfire and let people sit around that, you know, with ministry leaders. Um, but there, there there, were other kinds of content that people were interested in. So do you want to comment on some of those things that people might have fed back on?
1: Um, yeah, I'm, again... <laughs> with the subjective questions, <laughs> it depends on the on the person and what they're looking for. but um, definitely some feedback of still wanting to hear about where we're going, the vision, um, and kind of the who's doing what, um, but wanting to hear about stories and hearing what God's doing in our community and things like that.
0: Yeah, I would say that the the two big requests, in addition to, we love hearing about, uh, vision and thinking as mm-hmm. we're moving forward. And we love the who's who in the zoo awareness. That that helps us. Most people don't know most of the people that are uh, being conversed within the podcast. But I think the two big requests are, we'd love to hear stories at the grassroots level of people in mm-hmm. our community whose lives are being changed or who are going for it with God in inspiring ways. And one that maybe didn't surprise me, but it was, was somewhat common is, it would be cool to hear Uh, more frequently next-gen voices. And so one of the experiments that we're going to try is a bit more of a rotation where every month uh, we'll kind of cycle through uh, a conversation around vision and direction, a conversation that profiles uh, a newer emerging leader, uh, a conversation that highlights just a a story of life change from our community, and then a conversation that gives a next-gen voice a chance to kind of share their heart and perspective on faith and the kingdom and even in our community. And so... Uh, hopefully that gives people a little bit more comprehensive variety without drifting from the initial and ultimate purpose of helping galvanize unity and inspiration around where God's leading us as a community, especially as a core. Mm-hmm. Um, another detail was about the frequency. Do you want to talk about that? Because we, we had made a commitment to every week, but what are you, what are you <laughs> feeling about that?
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it, it's great for those who subscribe and are regular listeners. I know for me, I I tend to be a save up a bunch of podcasts for a road trip where I can listen to a bunch at a time. So um, a weekly rhythm can feel overwhelming for some people and can feel just right for others. So um, I feel like we're still going to be leaning into that weekly rhythm at, at times, but yeah. with maybe some breaks. I know in the summer we took a break from ours and... Uh, highlighted some GLS content, which was great.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a bit more of a conversation because we wanted to, again, just in the experiment, we wanted to commit to something and stay committed to it. And Mm -hmm. so we released these things every Monday. Um, Again, some people really appreciated them and they fed into even their devotional life during the week and whatever. Um, Some people found it like super intimidating and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I guess to all of our members, I just want to say this is a resource to add value to your life not to oblige <laughs> you to some pace to keep up with or to add on layers of guilt to the burden of what you're already carrying in your life so yeah I've said not to,
1: mandatory nah, I've said to a few <laughs> friends hey
0: you know if if we're pumping them out every week like listen to one if you're interested don't listen to mm. four or five in a row if you're not uh mm. go back retroactively and uh, scan one. I know, uh, you know, in this day and age, there's a whole lot of, uh, know, with Netflix and things, there's like binge watching. <laughs> maybe there's binge podcast listening on a day off, or if you go on a vacation or whatever. And, uh, you know, maybe that helps you catch up, but th- th- there's, there's no obligation to, to track with this. Uh, we're hoping that it's just an opportunity and a value add that, people can access when and if and according to the content that they feel uh, is appropriate or interesting for them. So uh, as far as the frequency, we will continue to release them uh, every week, but we'd want to kind of soften the intent of that, at least through sharing this in the podcast to those who are listening, uh, by helping people know that we're not sending these every week because we want to force these on you and uh, that probably leads me to another comment about the way that we're going to try to distribute them. I know you and I have been talking about this real <laughs> time, even uh, right before this recording, um, because I've sent an email through our Fellowship One database to our membership exclusively, and we're not sure whether that's the best way for people to yeah. receive this. Let's talk about that for a few minutes.
1: <laughs> um, I know we have received some feedback about um, feeling bombarded by emails and because it is a an email... Uh, system that we use for all of our major uh, communications that goes out in that way um i know there are people who might not be really into the podcast life which is fine um, but felt they couldn't unsubscribe to that because then they would miss out on all this other communication so we're playing around with a few different ideas that might make uh, getting the word out about this effective but still doesn't feel like we're you know bombarding your inbox every week and the option to subscribe depending on which uh which way you uh, receive the podcast whether it's itunes or spotify or google play you can subscribe on all of those so um maybe that's enough to get around the email thing or doing some social media promoting something like that.
0: Yeah. It was interesting to hear in the, in the data, how many of our people now have subscribed now that we have options for people to Mm -hmm. subscribe in, in actual podcast mode instead of just listening through the website. And, uh, I think in our conversation, given now how many members have subscribed and are receiving it automatically through their subscription, um, we're not going to email this out every week. So if you want to sing out a hallelujah <laughs> that you're going to get one less email from Southridge and particularly from me in your inbox every week, um, I will email it next week uh, when we kind of after our kickoff Sunday when we when we launch this kind of 201 one iteration of the podcast, but I'll make a note in that email that you're not going to receive emails regularly, maybe quarterly, maybe I'll send another email around membership renewal or, uh, sometime to let people know that they can subscribe to this, sure. but we're going to, on the one hand, we're going to trust that most people have subscribed to this by now, or are going to subscribe to this once we let them know that we're not going to be emailing this to them. And then the other one is, uh, we're going to give you the green light, to share this a little bit broader beyond just our membership privately, uh, and to share it publicly on social media, and I know you're uh, <laughs> hot to trot for this. Uh, again, for me, I, 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 my default has been to presume that you know most people may not even be interested in these things, mm-hmm. but uh, you're believing something differently. So, talk about the vision of what you're hoping to see as we uh, share this a little bit more publicly.
1: Sure. Um, I mean, I think that for a couple of reasons I would advocate a little bit for a more public and wider net casting for this. Um, one, just because there are a lot of people who are here attending, uh, they might not be members, but are dipping their toes into the Southridge life and are wanting to learn more before they even consider whether they want to be a member. Um, and this would be a great way to help them make that decision and see what we're all about. Um, and secondly, um, I think we've done, especially I think back to the Ordinary Revival series where the inspiration department was releasing some podcast content that really tied in well with the series. And um, I just think anything that uh, takes what we do on a Sunday morning and can bring it to the rest of our week or the rest of our lives is just a win for everyone. so um, as we may continue to do a little bit of more of that and tell stories and introduce new voices... Um, Yeah, I just think the more people that hear it, the better.
0: Yeah, so I hope our members can appreciate. uh, I still want this to be a member perk, uh, but there are others that we would love to exposed to what God's doing around here and the insider thinking and help graft them into our community to a greater degree. And so I hope that that instead of a switch or an either or is actually perceived as a both. And we're going to continue to try to make this available directly to members, but also try to make this through social media uh, available to a, a, a more public audience so that more people can be a part of the insider mm-hmm. sense and the the in the loop, Ness of what God's doing around here. And just bottom line, Kelly's getting her way on this. So <laughs> you can write that one down. For the
1: first time ever. And <laughs> it's recorded.
0: <laughs> it's officially on the record. Jeff is not getting his way. No, we're gonna we're gonna give that a shot. And uh I hope people can appreciate that these are a few uh experiments that we're gonna launch mm-hmm. into, at least for the fall or for this next season of podcast that are based directly on the feedback and the two-way communication that was provided to us. And so, again, in the value of two-way communication and people engaging in that and responding and that mattering and doing something, uh, I hope that this is an illustration of how that process works because so many people – took the the feedback so seriously and engaged in that. I appreciated that. And uh, we're going to take some of the high level comments now and uh, try to make some changes as a result. So we're, we're excited about that. Uh, as you think Kelly about the, the way that this podcast is headed now into this next season, what are you the most excited about or uh, curious for?
1: Uh, oh, geez, this was a unprompted question. <laughs> um, I just think I'm excited to hear different voices. Uh, I think one of the things that makes our community so beautiful is the different types of people across all different demog- demographics and the opportunity to hear from more people, whether it's across different generations or hear stories of different ways God's working in our lives, as well as seeing um, some of how that's changing who we are and how we do things around here. Um I just love hearing those things, so I'm excited about that.
0: Now, to that, appreciate that we're going to need people's help with this, or maybe more Mm -hmm. specifically, I'm going to need people's help with this. Because, again, we don't know who all of those voices and stories are that are happening out on Planet Southridge that would be exciting to share. And so if people have ideas or uh, specific topics or content needs or maybe more importantly, stories or examples of stories that would be compelling to tell and share. Um, who can they contact, and how, how can we how can we get those in the pipeline of the of the podcast in the future?
1: Absolutely, um, by contacting either of us, that would work. Um, you can drop us an email or uh, just approach us on a Sunday morning. Um, we'd love to get more of those ideas, and like you were saying that. Um, there's a lot of feedback here, and we're trying to make this something that is going to be um, something that people are getting something out of, that they're, it's adding value to their life, not just something that they feel they have to listen to. So if there's content that anyone is looking for or things they want to hear about, absolutely let us know. Uh, they can contact myself. My information's on our website. Um, I know they can reach out to you
0: as well. Yeah, if there are you know, issues in the church that you're curious about or areas of the church that you'd like more understanding about, or, you know, directions that the church and the church leadership's taking that you'd love to to dig into in a deeper way, let us know. Those are kind of content things. Mm -hmm. Um, If there are people that you'd like to hear from, uh, you know, ministry leaders, a youth leader, small group leader, this kind of thing, let us know about those people. The most important thing, and I think the, the greatest value that our members can provide is... If you're sitting around a bunch of couches in a life group and hear a captivating story about the way God's changing a life or the way that God's rerouting the trajectory of a family or drawing someone into a life of faith or, you know, someone's making a, a more courageous commitment to Christ or whatever, any real inspiring story, make sure that it doesn't just stop around the couch of your life group or around the chairs of your ministry team meeting that you're a part of. And actually funnel that through your life group leader, through your ministry team leader, to your location pastor, to someone on the leadership team, to Kelly as the communication director, directly to myself or to some, you know, representative leader that you see on a Sunday morning, direct it to them, funnel it back so that we can follow up and do some research on it and and try to integrate it into this type of conversation so that we can really benefit from all that God's doing across our locations, throughout our ministry in a way that is inspiring and unifying to all of us together. We do need your help uh, in the process of making this 201 version of our podcast a really great communications tool.
1: For sure. If it's an encouragement to you in any of those environments, we'd love for it to be an encouragement
0: on a wider scale as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kel, as we wrap up uh, the last of our longer versions (laughs) of podcast, uh, any final encouragements or challenges specifically to our membership when it comes to communication, healthy communication, the future of uh, communication Mm. as a church family?
1: Um, just to reiterate a couple things that have already been said, um, I would just encourage people to engage and to provide that two-way communication when, when there's something that you feel, you know, either positively or negatively strongly about, um, and that could be any of those things that we've we've touched on as part of this world that. You know, we'd love to hear what's what's been a blessing in your life, and what's something that maybe we've hit the mark on, and we can tweak. Um, we just want to communicate better uh, to everyone. So any feedback or engagement that you can provide. And that would be great.
0: Yeah. Both, both I would say, as you'd alluded to earlier in the what and the how, Mm -hmm. right? What is the information, the subject matter, the awareness that you need less of that you'd love more of like just from a content perspective Mm -hmm. and then way more importantly, because this is where your job gets real hard, real fast is the modes of communication so that we're providing information and creating awareness in the ways that are best received by people.
1: Sure. And still knowing that not everybody's going to be happy with everything. So we'll do our best and we want to do our best, but it's, It's a challenge. (laughs) It's a challenge.
0: Well, listen, Kelly, thanks for being here. And uh, to our membership, thank you for engaging again. And I hope that you'll look forward to next week after our uh, kickoff Sunday, where we can launch into this 201 kind of modified version of our podcast uh, as we continue as a church community, finding our way into this amazing future that God has for us. See you next week.